0: When you meet the reality of God mm-hmm. like you did I mean you didn't have to have anybody tell you this mm. is God
1: right and it was it was so much far beyond what I had ever experienced I knew it was God yeah I, the power was undeniable
0: yeah when God
2: chooses when God calls when God pours when God appoints when God gives it is never going to stop with the individual I want you to know you're gonna have overflow in your life.
0: Welcome to Miracles Today, and I have a brilliant young man with me, Lane. Thank you so much for joining us at Miracles Today. What a great handshake. Well, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I want to go directly to a point in your life that I'd like to hear more about. Um, It's when you became very depressed and suicidal.
1: Yeah. Um, I was in high school, Mm -hmm. and I was uh, involved in a relationship It was a, um, a... a long relationship for me at the time it, it lasted about three-and-a-half years Wow. And um, during my junior year at high school the relationship I mean obviously it was um, an intimate relationship um, it, it, it became uh, uh, very dependent I mean my, my life centered around this relationship with this girl and um, my junior year of high school it, it got pretty bad um, uh, there were just neither of us were were saved. Neither of us really um, knew how to love a, a person. Um, so how it turned out was uh, there's a lot of manipulation. There was a lot of lies. There was a lot of just um, things going on that caused me to just be torn apart. I mean, I really felt like I loved the girl, um, but it just the relationship was really bad. So my junior year of high school, um, I ended up becoming very depressed. Um, began doing some drugs as well which probably added to the situation Um, but I my chemistry class my junior year I ended up getting a 17 for a a, a year my grade for the year was a 17 because I just lost I lost my ability to care about anything else
0: all because of this relationship
1: yes my goodness uh, I, I would I would throw myself downstairs to get attention from her because I wanted her to in my thinking I wanted her to know that I was you know really serious about this and I would um, give you know death threats I would play with guns I would I would cut my myself my arm um, really kind of hoping that that something would happen um, where I would just start bleeding and and not be able to recover but something inside me wouldn't allow me to really hurt myself severely like I would use things that wouldn't really go deep into my body without getting too graphic you know I just um, but I really didn't want to live and couldn't see myself living past high school. Anymore.
0: And that was, I mean, that was a relationship with a young yeah. lady. Yes. Was she in high school with you? She
1: was, she was a year behind me. And, Goodness um,
0: gracious. It
1: was, it was actually, you know, I, I got on antidepressants and things like that and I actually went to a psychiatric hospital for two and a half weeks because my, my mother and, and my shrink at the time, they were concerned about my life and so they put me in a hospital, and the amazing thing was, when I went to the hospital, I didn't have any problems. Mm-hmm. I was a completely normal individual. Mm-hmm. I was happy. I didn't feel depressed. I didn't feel suicidal. And, and as soon as I got back to my town and was again involved in this relationship, all the same things started. So it's out.
0: like this major compulsive relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I, do you think there's a lot of people out there that have that problem? I guarantee
1: it. Really? I, oh, Absolutely. Yes, I would say probably the majority, if not, you know, 99% of high school relationships definitely um, and a lot of marriages today even, uh, I believe, operate on a level where um, without Christ, without, uh, you know, the Lord in their heart, people, um, they don't really know how to love somebody. They don't really know how to... You know, stand on their own with the word of God, which is something I've learned since. But it's a lot of pulling back and forth, and just these thoughts and different areas. And there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of frustration. And um, I didn't know it was spiritual. I mean, I you know, I turned to. Um, some, you know, drugs, antidepressants, medical phil- help, exactly, basically, exactly. And
0: then, when did you, when did you come into relationship with Jesus Christ?
1: Well, I actually, I, I went away to college. I made it through high school, went to college, was feeling somewhat better because I was away from the relationship. And my sophomore year of college, I was still into drugs and everything. I didn't really study or anything, you know. Um, I was just away, <laughs> I just smoked m- as much pot as I could smoke yeah. and, uh, you know, dropped acid, did mushrooms, the whole deal.
0: You wanted out of reality. Oh,
1: as much as I could get out mm-hmm. of reality. Because I wanted something that was powerful, and I, I just wasn't satisfied with what life was throwing at me. I wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted something else, and I wasn't sure what it was. And so what happened was um, my sophomore year of high school, I actually had a supernatural encounter with the Holy Spirit totally outside of a church, completely on my own, and Mm. I believe it was because people were praying for me. Tell me about that. Um, I was at a party, it was about 1.30 at night, a group of us were, you know, drinking, smoking pot, what we usually did. Mm -hmm. uh, It was a weekend, we'd Mm -hmm. do it during the week too, but this was uh, Saturday night, I believe, Mm -hmm. and um, on my way home at about 1.30, I just, this presence came on me. and. And I knew that I needed to get out of the car I was in. I made the driver, who was my roommate, stop the car. I got out of the car, and I began to walk home. I had a, a bag of marijuana in my pocket that I had just purchased. Mm-hmm. And I ended up giving it away to some of my friends who were around. And they thought I was nuts mm-hmm. because when you smoke a lot of pot, you don't just give away No, your, no, uh, I no, mean no. It's, it's
0: expensive. And
1: exactly. And yeah. you just... You, that's what you live for You might for share and it, way.
0: but not give right. it away. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so they didn't know what was going on, but mm-hmm. I had this sensation that I just wanted to be pure. I wanted to be holy. All of a sudden, I just wanted... I wanted to be clean, mm-hmm. and I know now that it was just the presence of God mm-hmm. coming on me. And I, so I walked home. It was about a mile walk, and I just began weeping, uh, uncontrollably weeping, and I knew that it was God touching my life, and I had wondered until that point if God was even real. I
0: mean, out of a church.
1: Outside of after church. Partying, in the middle of the night. God yeah. just
0: reached out and wrapped His arms around you. Right. And, and literally just saved you,
1: mm-hmm. exactly
0: supernaturally on His own. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> welcome back to miracles today and we're here with lane and uh, we were i'm mean, talking about this major um you know uh experience you have with god right we're yeah. we're can we go back there a little sure. bit because i mean this is ex- so exciting to me
1: sure okay i was on my way home from a party in the yeah. middle of the night right and the presence of god came on me and I walked home weeping uncontrollably. And I just knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was God. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I had been drinking and, and smoking marijuana, and it was, it was so much far beyond what I had ever experienced. I knew it was God. Yeah. I, the power was undeniable. Yes. And I got home in the middle of the night, and the only thing I could think to do was to call my mother, who was saved. And I knew she had been praying for me, and I called her, and she said, I said, I don't know what happened, but God touched me. And she said, that's the Holy Spirit. And um, so from that point, you know, I uh, I knew God was real, and so I had something going for me. Yeah. I knew He had something for me, yeah. and I, I tried to go to church. I was um, going to a uh, a Catholic college, and I tried to go to the church, and I went for about you know five or six Sundays, and then I, I didn't. There just wasn't power there to sustain to keep me going. So I again, you know. I was into drugs and, and drinking for another
0: Do you know it's it's amazing because it's like when you meet the reality of God mm-hmm. like you did. I mean you didn't have to have anybody tell you this mm. is God. Right. You knew. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Then you're hungry for something bigger right. than than powerless religion.
1: That's absolutely Can
0: you tell my viewing audience right sure. now what International Miracle Institute has done for your life? Absolutely. Lane? Okay.
1: Yes. Um, uh, I had a hunger and I had a passion for God and I didn't know how to fulfill what he had for me. And I I simply obeyed his voice. I heard him say a few other things to me along the road and he told me to, I lived in New York City, he told me to move to Florida and I did in obedience, not knowing what he had for me. And through a series of events, he brought me to this ministry, the ministry of Dr. Christian Robin Harfouche and when I heard Dr. Harfouche preach I I literally my spirit man was leaping on the inside of me I'd never heard the word preached like that and and I I knew that God was directing me to the International Miracle Institute and and what the school has done for me was direct a a love and a passion and a hunger for God it's allowed me to direct that passion into a a productive uh, a, a way that that I know that I know who I am in Christ now nobody can steer me off because I've I've learned through the Word of God itself and I I know what God has for me that he's a good God and I know how to walk by faith not by sight but to walk out my call and that's the path I'm on now and it's because of I am I that I'm able to stay on that path and know where I'm going
0: and you have a great wife
1: awesome wife.
0: And yeah. a new baby. Yes. And you're you're really getting into producing. Yes. And television and right. and really your heart's desires film. Is yes, that correct? absolutely. Well, I I am just excited to see what you're going to do cuz <laughs> I think you're just a brilliant young man. Well, listen, right now we're going to go and we're going to join God's Prophet of Performance. Not only does he preach it, But we see it, right? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And you're exactly like me. I don't want to just hear it. I want to see it. So we're going to go to God's prophet of performance, Dr. Christian Arfouch, and learn some more about how to be in Christ. Let's do that. Okay. Awesome. Wow.
2: I want to beg you in the stead of Christ. So what Paul said, I beseech you. I beg you on behalf of Christ. Tonight, let no one here make the choice to be guilty of expecting what used to be. You're hearing. the Word of the now because you're about to see the God of the now perform what He's reserved for the now you're not gonna have what you had see what you see you ain't been there and done that but you're going there and you're gonna do that God took David and David started preparing a people. Just hundreds, preparing them. So that one day he would be able to go out and bring what was lost back to the city of God. That unction, that ark, that anointing. manda. The purpose for the dance. The purpose for the foolish act of celebration. The cause to couldn't care less. What the skeptic will say. The cause for the prosperity. Of Obed-Edom's house. The anointing that knocked Dagon on his face. The house that carried the presence. The glory that had departed. Was going to be brought back. By an anointed king. Priest and profit into the city of God because God wanted that generation to experience its own visitation. And you can go down the line. David said, I'm going to build God a house. But God said, no, I built my own house, thank you. And then and then Solomon built God the temple and as they were dedicating the temple what had never happened to man before in a temple happened to those who were dedicating it because while they were blowing the trumpets and worshipping God and saying His good and His mercy endures forever they no longer had to remember what their parents told them God was like or what their grandparents said He used to do but when they were making one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord the corporate blessing that I've been preaching about the corporate anointing of the cloud of glory that I've been talking about Moved into the house of God, and no man could stand because of the glory.
1: Hallelujah!
2: Every generation had a visitation. This one will have one like no other one has ever had but this one will take that visitation and make it a habitation this one will not get it and lose it this one will not hit it and miss it this one will receive it and carry it this one will carry it and spread it This one. God, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. My God. God choose, chose, people chose. Whether they were patriarchs, he chose them. Whether they were judges, he chose them. Whether they were prophets, he chose them. So that they would declare to God's people something told Joshua I want you to be strong I want you to be of a good courage I want you to observe to do everything written in the word because you will make your way prosperous and have good success but Joshua couldn't just jump up and down and say wow personal success wow personal prosperity God said only be thou strong and of a good courage for unto this people Shall thou divide for an inheritance the land. When God chooses, when God calls, when God pours, when God appoints, when God gives, it is never going to stop with the individual. I want you to know you are going to have waste in your life. You're going to have overflow in your life. I want you to know that God is raised up in time, generals, to distribute and deliver to you the inheritance that has been kept back by fraud. This is your hour.
0: I'm here with God's prophet of performance, Dr. Christian Harfouche and my gorgeous husband, which happen to be all the same man. <laughs> Honey, I just love you so much. I love you too. And I, I, I really appreciate the revelation and the word today about the power of God to destroy the yoke. And, um, I was thinking about that, uh, young man at the beginning of the program who was just addicted, addicted to first, it was a, a a relationship with a, a young lady. And then next it was drugs. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know what? I don't really need a crutch and they consider Jesus to be a crutch I'm kind of okay you know I'm fine it's just for those people who you know those people who had problems really need Jesus yes. <laughs> what do you think about that
3: well you know um, first of all when we look at the early church we look at disciples believers that went with just a simple revelation Jesus is alive And although you don't see him physically, um, you saw him nailed to the cross. Yes. Yet spiritually now, he's doing the same works that he did when he was walking among us. With that simple revelation, the Bible said the people um, labeled them as the people that turned the world upside down. But they really turned the world right side up. And so when you begin to think of terms like, I'm a workaholic. Uh, You you see people who say, they may be alcoholics, some are addicts. And uh, when you look at the the parallel that every person is uh, following, you'll discover that the pattern of the world is for people to think that they're doing what they want to do. Uh, a person will be in denial, say, no, 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 I've got it under control, I'm not abusing it. Or a person may just come out and say, uh, well, you know, I'm just a perfectionist, you know, Uh, or I'm just a workaholic, or um, I'm just hard-headed, or this is the kind of person I am, or this is how I am, but in reality, they don't know what they really are like, They know what they have become because of the process of being educated and being exposed to both circumstances, happenings of life, maybe uh, some bad happenings or mishaps or maybe just the educational pattern of teaching us how to think in a particular way. But when Christ Jesus is introduced to the life of anyone, then there is no crutch needed. Actually, the crutch is to say, uh, well, that's just the way I am. The crutch is to say, uh, okay, I love, you know, throwing myself into my work, uh, you know, 18 hours a day. That's just the kind of person I am. I'm a workaholic. But literally, if you really examine the root of something like that, a lot of times it's either the desire to earn and gain a lot of money or it's something an individual is trying to escape. Uh, for instance, a person that would bury themselves in the bottom of a bottle drinking or, or doing drugs or uh, trying to just pass away the time or, or uh, being involved in, in work situation to where nothing else matters. That's the crutch where they're trying to escape something that Jesus will give you total freedom and deliverance from. And this is literally what the International Miracle Institute is doing today. Through I we are turning the world right side up again one student at a time. That's right. Because we're endeavoring to raise up 400,000 people that do not intend to use Jesus as a crutch. Actually, he's the liberator and he is the authority figure in their life. What would you be like if no disease, no infirmity, no weakness, no low self-esteem, no lack no opposition, no irritation or agitation could ever get the best of you because you are in partnership with a Lord that is ever-present to supply His power to free you. That would not be a crutch. That would be a platform of expression given to you as an ambassador to turn this world's mindset from going the wrong way to going the right way.
0: You know, I remember... um this one gentleman, and uh, he was such a perfectionist, you know, that he would just go through women, you know. I mean, gorgeous yes. women, yes. one after the other, after the other, after the other. He was actually really looking for a wife, but never could ever one of those gorgeous women, you know. You know
3: he, would m- just, he would just date yeah. them and and just not
0: they couldn't find, meet his standards. Yes, right. And yes. then I remember this um, uh, really wise uh, older gentleman uh, and his wife said, "Well, you know, when this guy meets the perfect girl, she's not going to like him." <laughs> I thought that, that was so. That, that, is, that is funny. <laughs> you know, there are all kinds of compulsive behaviors out there. I mean, you may be perfect, or in your own eyes, perfect. But really, the bottom line is, if you are not at peace, then you need International Miracle Institute. It'll help you find the peace you have never, ever experienced before. So go to the phones right now. Pick up that phone, you perfectionist, and call (laughs) and get International Miracle Institute. Become one of the 400,000 miracle workers for this final harvest because Jesus loves you and he wants you to help us do what we're called to do, you're part of it. So go call and join us again next time for more happy endings and new beginnings.